When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 yards later. Welcome in to another episode of the, what is it, 25 meters later? <laughs> it's 25... 25 feet. 25 feet. Okay, 25 feet later 25 podcast. Feet before. No, 25 feet before. Oh, tw- the, the 35 feet before podcast. Yeah, we're the early show. Um, <laughs> I, my name is Nick Luciano. Uh, and I'm Elijah Matika. <laughs> I would. It's one thing to pretend to forget the podcast name. I think it's another thing to forget. Pretend to forget your own name. I'm Elijah Matika. Uh, yep, that's that's how Siri knows me. Or uh, or I could be Aliyah Makita, which I've been called before. Um, yeah. No. So so what's the what are we doing here? Um, I think we're recording a podcast. Mm. I, it's about a, a sport. It's okay. not about real sports, though. I think it's about fantasy sports. Okay, fake sports. Um, yes. And it has been a quite a little bit of time since we did this. Um, it's been even longer, actually, since I've done this. It's been, I think, since like April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a healthy break. Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, kind of just the doldrums of the offseason and also um, various side projects and life experiences kind of getting in the way. Um, probably most notable is me buying a house, so I'm a, ho- a homeowner now, That which congratulations, is Congratulations, congratulations. Um, and so, um, yeah, just getting... We're going to be getting back into the swing of things. Um, this is our first episode, so, um, sort of, of the 2022-2023 season. Um, and we, uh, we will be back uh, after this episode in mid-August in the run-up to the regular season, where we'll go on and have weekly episodes from there on out. Um so if it's been a little while since, or if it's like your first episodes, uh, welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are uh, two longtime fantasy football players, um, our uh, good friends going back to college and um, have been recording this podcast remotely from North Carolina and Washington State for a little under two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Panthers fan, which we will get into some more in a little bit <laughs> in the news section. And Elijah's a Bengals fan. So you are all caught up if you have never listened to us before. Yeah. And, um, and I'd just like to mention, too, that the show is called 25 Yards Later. <laughs> uh, they have eyes. They can read. <laughs> I, or they have ears. It is in the theme song. I might need to go back uh, and... Uh, change the theme song just for this one 35 feet later <laughs> um <laughs> that would maybe that'll be an april fool's joke <laughs> along with um future like i don't know xfl mock drafts or something yep um 
<laughs> Anyways, um, it's probably enough beating around the bush for right now. We, we are going to have a mock draft episode to get things uh, started for this season. Um, but first, we are going to catch up on just a few uh, items of news. Not a whole lot of reason to recap, you know, the three whole months worth since we've really been back. Um, so just a couple of bullet points of things that like are major ish stories that either just broke or, um, are bigger affecting our own teams in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll save the Panthers news for the end. Um, cause it is the most exciting uh, but the most recent news here, Kyler Murray uh, signed a huge five-year extension uh, last week, $160 million guaranteed, um, which was not a fully guaranteed contract. It's something in the realm of like $210 million or something. Um, but, you know, everybody was really expecting this deal to get done. Um, so no surprise there, but especially for dynasty, you know, this is good security for Kyler in the future. Like this is what you want as a Cardinals fan, even though it's a ridiculous amount of money. If you're on Twitter, you've seen a lot of people like, ah, we paid the guy too much, rah, rah, rah. but it's like when you draft a guy, number one, overall, you hope that you are doing this and not what the Browns recently did with their old number one pick that we can talk about in a little while. Uh, but so, I mean, this is just good news for the Cardinals. Kyler's really great. Good news for fantasy players. Kyler's really great. Um, and I don't really think there's too much more to it. It's expected there. Um, and he'll be good for a long time. Um, moving on to a couple of other pieces, running back news here. JK Dobbins is apparently no sure thing for week one. Um, that, you know, it was taking longer than anticipated, uh, before everybody thought it was just an ACL injury. Turns out that the meniscus and the LCL were also involved in that injury, which is leading to this longer timeline. Uh, so, you know, it's still early, no news yet, uh, officially, but just keep an eye on that. If you're drafting now, then, uh, maybe hold on JK Dobbins a little bit and, let somebody else take the risk there. Uh, and opposite news for a running back with an ACL injury. Um, James Robinson will not be uh, starting training camp on the pup list. So maybe a little optimism there. Um, and just to clarify, I think that Robinson actually had an Achilles injury. So oh, interesting. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, still a major injury that takes a long time to recover from. There's no but, way he comes um, back from that. I right. mean, I mean, uh, Cam Akers did it in the same season <laughs> this yeah. past year. So I think given a couple extra months, I think uh, James Robinson has a good shot. Wild. They found some magical Achilles uh, pill in the last couple of years because it used to be a death sentence. I mean, no, not a death sentence. It used to be a career <laughs> death sentence. Terry Achilles is done. I'm out. <laughs> Like when a horse gets injured at the at a horse race. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's uh yeah, that's that's a sad comparison to professional. Sorry, we just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on to something uh even darker. Uh Baker Mayfield and <laughs> the Sam Carolina Darnus. Panthers <laughs> yeah. 2022 season. Uh yeah, it came out today that uh was this uh who who was this quote from? 
Um, so Matt Rule said, uh, I believe it was Matt Rule that said that uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were going to have a quarterback competition, which they'd been saying for a little bit, but they believed that it will lead to more wins for the Panthers. So this is a, we haven't had a show since Baker Mayfield got traded to the Panthers from the Browns. Um, overall, I am fairly happy with the move. I believe the Panthers will at least be watchable, um, which was, That's uh, an improvement. Uh, yeah, the watchable is an improvement from unwatchable, which <laughs> they very much almost were. Um, I, I mean, very well still could be depending on what happens, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a good thing that they decided to bring in some, you know, they realized so early in the training camp that competition is good for your quarterbacks. Like, you know, who would ever want to have a situation where maybe you only have like Sam Darnold and PJ Walker on your roster going into a season, like something like that would just be a disaster and like Mm -hmm. of epic proportions and an avoidable one at that, because like, you know, you'd be able, you would, who would make that choice to go in with the two, a season where your only options are a failed quarterback and a quarterback that wasn't, or wouldn't be in the league if, their college coach wasn't the head coach of the professional football team. So yeah, at least uh, Matt rule 2022 did not make the same mistakes of Matt rule 2021, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold's quarterback competition will probably yield uh, similar success as Sam Darnold and PJ Walker's quarterback competition. Uh, in the sense that we know who the starter is going to be and there's not mm-hmm. going to be much competition. <laughs> uh, but it is an upgrade, certainly. Yes, and just in this t- case where Sam Darnold was the one that was barely in the league now, or was the quarterback that was more established and PJ Walker was the one that was going to be barely in the league, now it's going to be Sam Darnold that's barely in the league. So. Yeah, so move it on up. Yes. Um, so le- very, I, I don't even know if I've been on an episode since Deshaun Watson was traded to the Browns. We were very close to uh, me having to decide a new team for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Um, so, uh, you know, going from that to it being at least watchable is a definite uh a definite upgrade and one that I'm appreciative of. I would need to throw out a lot of Panther stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you don't have to do that. Um, And with that, that's the end of our news. Uh, So how about we get into this first mock draft of the year? Yeah. So um, we're doing it on sleeper. Um, It is a 12 team mock. Um, like all of our mocks and pretty much everything that we discuss uh, is kind of, this is our kind of our baseline is PPR. Um, a pretty standard league um, redraft one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end and a flex. We're leaving out um, defenses and kickers just because just for the purposes of this mock. Um, and then, uh, I think I set it for five bench slots, so it should be 12 rounds. Um, 
I am picking at 104. Uh, Elijah is picking at 110. That was determined by a random drawing before the before the show. So, um, yeah, if you're ready, I think I'm ready, and let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, and start draft. So we have Christian McCaffrey going at the first slot, Derek Henry going second, and Jonathan Taylor going third. Um, I think I am going to make a slightly surprising pick for people that know me. So um, in the past, I have very much been sort of a robust running back type person. It's very common for me to come out of a draft with three running backs in the first, uh, you know, in my first three picks. Um, Here, though, I'm thinking I'm going to make a pivot. And I think I'm actually going to go with Justin Jefferson um, at the 104. Um, We're talking about a guy who has 3000 receiving yards through two years, uh, almost 200 receptions through two years. Dude's a monster. Um, I think uh, very well could be end up being the wide receiver one on the season. Uh, Cooper Cup is obviously fantastic, is coming off of one of the great wide receiver seasons of all time. Um, but, his, you know, he has had trouble in the past uh, with health. He has. Uh, and I mean, this season is a massive outlier in his career. He his career high before this was a, like 1100 yards. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that Justin Jefferson um, has proved that he is, you know, an absolute monster. Um, I think he could be the wide receiver one and I'm going to take him. Um, no offense to like some of the other running backs that are up. Um, Austin Eckler, Dalvin cook, Najee Harris, uh, or may probably even Joe Mixon would be, um, all decent picks at this slot, but um, yes, I'm going to go with the wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I like that pick. It's really interesting. If somebody were, you know, they played fantasy, um, I don't know, somebody that played fantasy three years ago and took a couple years off and then came into this draft, I feel like this year more than ever, it's like a really bizarre, you know, first round that is significantly different than, you know, like even last year's first round. Like the idea that Justin Jefferson is pick four um, and Austin Eckler is pick five, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's so wild. So, you know, we had Eckler, Dalvin, Najee, Cooper Cup at the eighth slot, which is like huge value for that. And then Jamar Chase at nine right before I am here to pick. Um, And I honestly am not sure what to do. (laughs) Um, I think that in in this spot, I was really hoping to uh, see maybe Jamar Chase fall to me, even a Justin Jefferson potentially fall to me. Um, But that's obviously not happening there. Um, So I think I'll just go with my highest ranked running back here. Uh, The thing that I've noticed in this season is that the wide receivers in particular, all of your top wide receivers, except for these top three, uh, plus Stefan Diggs, are in different places or haven't proven anything. You know, like you've got CeeDee Lamb near the top. 
You've got Devontae Adams near the top, different team. You've got Tyreek Hill near the top, different team. There's mm-hmm. like no wide receiver stability at that top wide receiver one level. So I think we're probably going to see a lot of players that uh, end up you know, finishing wildly differently than where the draft happened. Um, so I think there's a lot of risk in the top wide receivers this year. So I'm just going to uh, stick with my guy, Joe Mixon, uh, running back for there my favorite team here. Um, and I mean, you know, you got to follow the board. You got to follow your heart. And uh, that's just, I mean, it's, it's what you got to do when you're in your mock drafts here. Um, so I will be taking Joe Mixon. Travis Kelsey, Devonte Adams, Tyree Kill, and Nick Chubb off the board. Uh, was there any something that I had wanted to ask you? Is if there was any thought about Kelsey there as you know, kind of the um, major positional um, advantage that comes with being a tight end and an elite tight end and a very underwhelming tight end uh, crop. Honestly, no. Um, just Kelsey is getting older. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, we've said that for a number of years, uh, but this offense is going to look different. I mean, Tyree kill and Kelsey did amazing things, uh, for each other. Um, and I think that the loss of Tyree kill is actually has the potential to have a negative impact on Kelsey. I mean, it may also go the other way where, okay, there's no Tyree kill. And so Travis Kelsey is going to get 200 targets this year. But I think that it's actually probably going to go in a slightly other direction that defenses can key in a little bit more on Kelsey as the clear number one pass catching option. So I'm actually a little bit down on Kelsey in comparison to previous years in this. And I rarely would draft Kelsey in the first round before this anyways. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm sitting on Kelsey. Um, so here there is, you know, that wide receiver that I mentioned, uh, just a minute ago, pretty much the fourth wide receiver at the top that still has any sense of stability here. Um, so I am going to go ahead and, you know, Adams and Hill went off the board before this. I actually prefer a Stefan Diggs. Uh, to both of those players this season, just because we know wide receivers changing teams is rarely good for their value. The only time it has been good is this guy that I'm about to draft. Um, so I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs here. Famously, the uh, number or the number two player in my all time, uh, well, all time ish rankings of players, mm-hmm. wide receivers that switch teams in their first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the new team. So um, his 2020 season was just ab- obviously phenomenal. But, um, you know, this past season, a little bit of a disappointment, but still um, a very solid year. So DeAndre Swift, uh, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, Alvin Kamara, Debo Samuel off the board. And I am picking again. Um not super in love with a lot of the running backs that at, are at the top here, uh, at least on the sleeper rankings. Um, and in fact, I suspect I might end up reaching for someone, um, someone here just because of the oppor- or my, my perception of their opportunity. So um, some players kind of under consideration here, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, and Leonard Fournette. Um, 
Aaron Jones and Javante obviously having questions with uh, workload where they're, um, you know, potentially sharing backfields with other players. Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you've seen these reports, Elijah, Mm -hmm. but coming into camp like at 260 pounds, um, not not great. He'll be able to run over people. (laughs) <laughs> he sure will. <laughs> and I'm sure that he'll get a chance to run over a lot of people as he just slogs through, uh, and tries to squeeze through an offensive line. Um, a, a player that already I can hardly say was incredibly fleet of foot. Um, uh, some other players, Mark Andrews, um, again, going back to kind of the positional advantage. Um, maybe like a Mike Evans or an AJ Brown at wide receiver. Um, but I think I'm actually going to reach a little bit for someone here. Um, his ADP is 30.2 and I am not quite there yet. Uh, we're maybe pick 22 or 21 or so. Um, but I am going to take Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Interesting. A li- uh, you know, hardly um, a player that doesn't have questions around him at, um, either with uh, kind of the rise of uh, the the destroyer of pants, uh, Tony Pollard. <laughs> but um, is certainly is still had a largely fine season when healthy last year. Um, let me pull up his final finish. Um, I was still the, was still like, yeah, the RB seven in PPR, Mm -hmm. um, a thousand yards rushing 10 touchdowns. So, um, I, I think that I just overall believe in the talent of Zeke more than those other players, as well as the, with the exception of probably Javante Williams, but Javante Williams, you know, again, potentially splitting a backfield with Melvin Gordon, who has certainly never been shy for a large workload himself. So, um, yeah, I just just think that of those players, uh, Zeke is the one that I think would help me out the most. So um, after my pick was Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, and the aforementioned Javante Williams. So I am back on the board. Um, and here, I believe I'll take another running back. I just haven't entirely decided who. Oh, that's interesting. I think the pick is obvious. You do, do you? I sure do. I'm going to guess that let's see. So the player that I'm leaning towards is actually James Connor, which I don't think is the player that you were thinking. It is not. No. (laughs) Um, So going into last year, I mean, so for with James Connor going into last year, I felt like, he very much had a chance to be the, you know, running back one in Arizona. Um, that pretty much ended up being the case. Um, running back five uh, on the season. 
to my memory, not really any workload concerns with uh, Connor this year. Is getting older, but um, you know we did see last year in the system him really thrive. Uh, maybe not super efficient, but got tons of work, tons of uh, red zone opportunities. Um, so I, that's the player I'm going to go with, uh, Elijah, who would, you, now that I am on the record, who would you have gone with? Uh, well, I will tell you if he ends up getting to me, uh, which I'm sure he <laughs> won't. Um, but we're looking. Okay. No, there he goes. Um, so, oh yeah. So after your pick Keenan Allen, T Higgins, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and then Justin Herbert. Uh, Aaron Jones was my target here. I actually, uh, I felt like Aaron Jones was the clear pick when you picked Zeke, uh, that if you had gone Jones there, Zeke was going to come back around to you. And that feels like a really fantastic tandem to uh, start to pair with Justin Jefferson. So I was pretty shocked that Aaron Jones even had the potential to get back to me in the back of the third, um, which is just, again, if somebody you know took a couple years off fantasy and then came back and Aaron Jones still with Aaron Rodgers uh, with all of Devontae Adams' vacated targets is a back of the third round pick instead of back of the first round pick, you know that's going to be blowing people's minds. Um, so yeah, I go ahead, go ahead. I will. So my biggest concern is obviously AJ Dillon with Jones, um, and I do have quite a bit. I've, I think quite a bit in the past. I've certainly had quite a bit of uh, AJ Dillon shares. Um, I think I at least have one dynasty roster with him on it. Maybe do we have him in the Kings league? Mm, sure. I'm trying to remember. I, I know I have him in the sports obsessive league. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have a, a quite a little bit riding on uh <laughs> AJ Dillon having a nice season. So, um, but yeah, Aaron Jones does go off the board, um, as well as the second quarterback in Justin Herbert. So who are you looking at for your third pick here, Elijah, man? So I really feel like that was kind of the end of a running back tier with David Montgomery Mm -hmm. gone. Um, so I'm actually, uh, going to pivot a bit. Um, to wide receiver here in this spot. I think um, Mark Andrews would be an interesting tight end if he were here, but you know he went at the back of the second round. Uh, I doubt that he's going to be getting to the third round in a lot of places. Um, so to me, I, I think I'm going to play a little bit of the ADP game um, because there's a player that I really like here, but I think I might actually be able to get them in the back of the fifth. Um, so uh, just based on the sleeper rankings, you know, which is a pro tip in your, you know, know your format, check your rankings. Most people that you're drafting with, you know, they don't have, especially in your regular home leagues, they didn't print out their own tiered cheat sheets where they have players marked. They're just going on what the platform tells them. Um, and with that, you know, you can scroll down a little bit and mark some guys for later that uh, maybe you'll be able to pick up later in the draft and get some value. Um, so I'm going to go with someone who I think is, uh, you know, brought a lot of fantasy glory for me last year um, and is, uh, oh man, maybe am, am I going to go with him? Uh, no, I, I think I'm going to go a little bit more 
uh, upside actually. Um, because yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go a little bit. So Deontay, yeah. so Deontay Johnson has to be the player that you are at least considering. Yeah. I know yeah. that he was one of your guys. Yeah. And so Deontay Johnson is an amazing player. I I'm not super jazzed about the direction that it's going for Deontay. They, they haven't extended him. Uh, it seems like he's not part of the future. He was so a part of last year. Um, so I'm actually just going to go uh, a little bit upside here. Uh, new quarterback in town, breakout player, one of our midseason uh, BFFs from last year. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, draft Michael Pittman here uh, with oh. his new uh, Matt Ryan relationship and see if I can get the running back that I'm interested in back around at the top of the fourth. So Michael Pittman, a player that I was eyeing a little bit um, as well in case he got, uh, well, you know that I am a very big Michael Pittman fan. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, yeah, a player that I was eyeing as well. Um, He is off the board. Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, Deontay Johnson, Cam Akers, and Elijah is back on the clock. Nice. And so I actually, that was a bigger gamble than I thought since team 12, uh, had no running backs up to this point, but they are going total zero, <laughs> zero RB. RB. Uh, you know, with Devontae Adams, Tiger Kill, Darren Waller, and Deontay Johnson there. Um, so the player that I actually wanted to come back to me is Brees Hall. Uh, I feel like top of the fourth round for Brees Hall, you know, one of the best running back prospects in a while. Uh, the Jets obviously suck, but... Uh, I, I seem to remember a guy named Saquon Barkley having an incredible rookie season on a team that sucked. I seem to remember a guy named Najee Harris having an incredible rookie season on a team that sucked just based on pure athleticism, pass catching chops and volume. Uh, and so I think as a running back to fourth rounder, Brees Hall is a really great selection here. Yeah. And I mean, pretty much every year there is a rookie running back that is a top 10 fantasy uh-huh. running back. So um, Brees Hall certainly has the best chance of anybody to be that player. Um, so coming off the board after Hall is Kyle Pitts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne, and Josh Jacobs. Um, so I am on the clock again. Um, so at uh, some of the players are kind of under consideration. So tight ends, George Kittle. Uh, we have a bunch of wide receivers, many of which I think I would be uh, interested in between Jalen Waddell, DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. Um, however, I am a creature of habit and my habit is to go with running backs as much as mm. I can. Um, as I went Justin Jefferson on my first pick, I feel like I have to make up for that a little bit. So I am actually going to go Antonio Gibson here. Mm. Um, my my gamble is a little bit, you know, that Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, or DJ Moore, one of those players might make it back around to me. Um, it was, uh, maybe unlikely, but, um, you know, I just do always want to try to shore up that running back position as much as I can. And there's 
uh, you know, I, I know that zero RB has a lot of its, uh, has a lot of believers, but, um, generally you're able to find a wider, uh, you know, plenty of decent wide receivers in the fifth round onwards. I mean, the fact that Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf or DJ Moore might be falling into the, the, uh, fifth round is, uh, you know, is telling. So, um, yeah, I am going to go with Antonio Gibson. Um, certainly some health and uh, workload concerns, but as my third running back, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, so coming off the board uh, after my Gibson pick, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, George Kittle, Jerry Judy, J.K. Dobbins, and Mike Williams. So. Um, dang, was Mike Williams the player that you were hoping to get back to you? He was indeed. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of a surprise coming, you know, at the top of the fifth, but uh, certainly a talented player and a talented offense. So, um, I think here I am going to go ahead and take Jalen Waddle. Um, he's a little bit of a forgotten man. Um, since the arrival of uh, Tyreek Hill, but, uh, you know, had a hundred receptions last year and certainly was showed that he could uh, produce well in the Dolphins offense Um, with Hill in the mix. uh, There's certainly the possibility that he will get uh, a lot better matchups than he did last year. And so, um, yeah, I think that sort of a, uh, potentially a little bit more volume player uh, will fit nicely on this team. I like that pick. I mean, the if it weren't for Tyree Kill's arrival, uh, Jalen Waddle would probably be a second round pick himself. Uh, mm. So there's a lot of opportunity there with a player that played really well last year. Um, and there were certainly some other decent wide receiver options like Amari Cooper at that spot. Um, and a player that I suspect will be in heavy consideration for you here. Um, I'll just tease that, but um, as they made it to your pick, but um, so, but yeah, just Waddle's talent coming into year two. Uh, those year two wide receivers do you often have, you know, a little bit of a breakout. So, um, a player that I think I'm high on, especially in the fifth. Um, so off the board is Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Joe Burrow, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, and Elijah is on the clock. Yeah, I'm drafting Cortland Sutton. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and there's there's no question. We don't have to talk too long about it. Uh, he now has Russell Wilson instead of uh, Trash throwing him the ball. Um, and Cortland Sutton is a great wide receiver. And they're going to... I mean, we... This is, you know, go back into the archives a little bit. I feel like our March episode, uh, we may have talked about uh, the Russell Wilson news and then the wide receivers associated with that and just what a huge upgrade it was going to be. Even if Russell Wilson does, like, has, has his worst season of his career, it's still better than what Cortland Sutton has received so far. Uh, so in the fifth round is my wide receiver three. Cortland Sutton could be a top 12 wide receiver this year. So it's a no-brainer for me. Uh, since Mike Williams didn't end up coming back to me. 
So coming off the board after Sutton, um, we have Chris Godwin, who is, I think, certainly an interesting player coming off of a torn ACL. They, I think that I saw a report today that there's optimism he could potentially be back for week one. Um, I, I believe it when I see it, but yeah. um, certainly a mega talented player. AJ Dillon, Kyler Murray, and Hollywood Brown. So Elijah is back on the clock. Yeah, this is actually, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. There were two players that I had targeted as my running back three at this selection. This is uh, between Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards Alaire. And both of them came back to me at this spot. Um, and I'm not super sure who I want here, but I think I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, just purely based on the fact that his quarterback isn't going to steal a bunch of rushing yards from him like uh, Miles Sanders' quarterback will uh, with the Eagles. So we'll go with Clyde here. You know, vacated targets from wide receivers tend to go to the running back. Um, and so hopefully Clyde Edwards Alaire will have a little bit more in the target zone. Uh, for him this year and I'm feeling really good right now with a a balanced team three wide receivers three running backs just sort of how the draft has fallen Um, and I'm pretty pretty happy uh, with my roster so far yeah Um, it's always nice to kind of have a little bit of balance in these situations and Clyde certainly could end up being a mega steal in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming off the board after that pick, Miles Sanders, and then a something of a wide receiver run with Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, and the enigmatic Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am back on the clock. Um, uh, there's a player that I probably should not take, even though I'm really thinking hard <laughs> about them. Oh, who is that? Um, so um, it, it would just be like Nick running back unleashed, and it would be actually if um, if you could believe it or not, Kareem Hunt, mm, um, a it. player that has uh, you know uh, is uh, again mega talented, um, just kind of. Uh, comes down to opportunities, but um, is always, you know, able to produce as that running back to behind Nick Chubb. Um, Kenneth Walker, also a really interesting pick here. Um, I, I, I think that most of us are rooting for Rashad Penny, but few of us actually expect him to play an entire season. Mm-hmm. Um on the wide receiver side, um, Darnell Mooney is a very interesting pick. Um, he's that's pretty much all they have in uh, in uh, Chicago. Um, at, at players like Adam Thielen, like surely at some point he has to slow down yeah, and gotta get old not catch four hundred touchdowns. Um, uh, so and and as we as it is his uh, though his yardage numbers and he did miss several games last year but his yardage numbers were uh, quite a bit dipped last year. Um, uh, and then there's also players like Jalen Hurts, which is that actually might be where I go. I mean, at this point, one how many white quarterbacks are off the board? Two, three, four, five. 
six. I mean, you know, for the seventh quarterback off the board, I, I, you know, certainly could think of worse players to pick than a player that could end up being the quarterback one in fantasy with his rushing ability. Um, so you know what? Let's do it. I will. I, I think that is the direction I'm going to go. That's what that's what mock drafts are for. Uh, so Jalen Hurts, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Damian Harris off the board. All the players that I was <laughs> I was uh, looking at this past time still on the board. Perfect. Um, so. I think I'm going to go. I, I believe in you. So. A lot of rookie wide receivers on the board here, which is not usually kind of where you want to go. But at the same time, the talent level of the wide receivers is taking a steep hit from here. Um, I think that I have to go ahead, I think, and take another wide receiver as much Mm -hmm. as I would like to bolster my running backs more. I mean, you only need two wide receivers. That's true, but you don't want to just have two wide receivers. (laughs) Um, I think against all better judgment, I am going to um, hope that the talent of Darnell Mooney wins out in an otherwise very gross Bears offense that will probably be last if I do end up finishing my offensive power rankings uh, <laughs> article um although the falcons will give them a really good run for their money mm-hmm. um i mean even in last year's disaster of a season he had a thousand receiving yards um only four touchdowns clearly on the dj Moore plan of catching <laughs> touchdowns um but you know a certainly a talented player um and pretty much all that they have in Chicago. So um, unless my boy uh, Byron Pringle really, really <laughs> steps up from where he's been. Yeah. Um, all that. <laughs> so off the board after Mooney is Kenneth Walker, Drake London, um, who was the first white rookie wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. Um, Kareem Hunt, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, and Elijah is on the board. Yeah, this is a really interesting uh, spot to be um, because I do think that we are uh, kind of at a tear break here in a lot of ways. Uh, This is a spot that kind of determines are you going to draft a potential every week tight end or just punt your tight end to the end of the draft Uh, with Dallas Goddard kind of being the last... uh, reliable tight end here. Maybe Zach Ertz is, is one that an argument could be made for as well. Um, I think at the wide receiver position, um, we're really split with uh, some young upside or old reliable. Um, and I think I'm going to wait to hope that old reliable comes back to me um, at the top of the eighth since I have a pretty uh, short turnaround here and both the teams that are drafting in between my picks already have three wide receivers as well. Um, So then for me, it's going to be between a quarterback or running back here. 
Um, and I think there are just enough quarterback options that I'm going to be okay. You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, um, and Trey Lance, I'd be okay with any four of those. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the running back position here um, and reach a bit uh, based on what the uh, rankings say uh, on sleeper here. But I am going to go uh, with somebody here that Nick mentioned recently um, that I'm going to go with Rashad Penny here as one of the last guys with uh, clear potential starting role uh, starting the season. And he's my fourth running back. Uh, so I think that I'm going to be okay with my depth if he ends up missing some time. Um, so that's where I'm going to go with that. Um, and hopefully my uh, wide receiver comes back around to me. Um, so we should already have that answer. So off the board after Rashad Penny is Tom Brady, Cordero Patterson, uh, Devonte Smith and Devil Devin Singletary. So, um, so who are we looking at? We're looking at Robert Woods, um, who oh. is the only guy really, you know, with some news. Traylon Burks is projected about twenty spots higher, um, but there's some news out of camp right now that Traylon Burks is uh, not so much the the player that they thought he was going to be. Um, but I'm also remembering a time when Jamar Chase was draft or was dropping every single ball uh, and wasn't ready for the NFL. So temper, you know, that that reaction just a little bit. But I am going to go with Robert Woods. I think he's a great value. And this is one of those uh, situations that because of where I'm at in the draft at the 10 spot, I can't really play the game uh, of trying to let the ADP come back to me here um, because mm -hmm. there's like 20 picks before my next one. Yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes that's just what you got to do. So um, off the board after Robert Woods, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks, Hunter Renfro, Dallas Goddard. Um, so I am back on the board again. Um, so far I have three wide receivers and three running backs and my quarterback in Jalen hurts. Um, so let's see here. Um, some running backs kind of in consideration here. Um, probably not at this slot, just based off of kind of what we're looking at here. So Tony Pollard is kind of the best player on the board would be at the running back position would be kind of a interesting move to handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm probably much more likely to go wide receiver here um, unless I was to maybe decide to pivot to tight end or something. Um, but yeah, wide receiver. Um, so some players that are on the board, uh, Tyler Lockett, who is obviously talented, but has uh, the combination of Geno Smith and or Drew Locke throwing him the ball this year. Um, Brandon Ayuk, who was a popular uh, breakout candidate last year and largely disappointed. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, two rookies. Um, and then players like Chase Claypool and Russell Gage, um, who 
are intriguing to me, but I don't think I want at this pick. Um, so I said that. Yeah, this is a tough see. pick. <laughs> that's uh, I, I'm finding that the the seventh, eighth, ninth round feels harder this year than in, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like drafting this year is not for the unprepared that it's going to be harder this year than it has in the past few years to just roll into your draft with a lack of preparation without understanding some of the like training camp and preseason buzz because there are so many names on this list that have not been fantasy relevant at all over the course of the last few years. I mean, you know, we're looking at, you know, Drake London in the seventh. We're looking at Gabe Davis in the seventh. Uh, and obviously Drake London wasn't even in the league last year, last year but Gabe Davis was a 13th or undrafted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 13th round type of selection there. So I, it, it'll, it's just really interesting to see this draft come out with like not a lot of uh, historic players that are being highly yeah, touted. There, there are a lot of questions. I mean, even players like Devontae Smith, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, is now a wide receiver too on a lower pass volume offense. Robert Woods, who's been around forever, is, is coming off a major injury. Um, to, to be honest, the best wide receiver pick that may have happened so far this this round is Hunter Renfro, and he's you know probably the third option in Las Vegas. So, um, I, I should probably go Tyler Lockett just for the talent, but the offense is worrisome to me. Um, I'm going to take a chance on a little bit of a post hype sleeper. I think here. Um, and go Brandon Ayuk. Um, while he did disappoint last year, he did pick things up um, kind of as the season went along. Um, ended the year with 800 yards, um, which is not nothing. Um, it's not like the, you know, I don't even know how many yards he was per, uh, on pace for through like th- through like the first month of the season. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, ended up with 820 yards and five touchdowns. So, um, while a disappointing year for a player that a lot of people liked, um, I don't think that in this range it's disqualifying. And I think that he has still has plenty of upside to finally actually take that next step forward. Um, so off the board after Ayuk is Tyler Lockett, Tony Pollard, Melvin Gordon, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Chase Claypool. So I'm back on the board. Um, and again, kind of not super into a lot. Ah, well, actually, there's one running back, and I think I'm going to take a massive risk on this player. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we talked about him in the news a little bit this morning, or this morning, Lord, um, <laughs> earlier this episode. This midnight. Um, <laughs> um, and so that is going to actually be James Robinson. Um, the, uh, you know, first of all, he's not going to be even my running back three. So that's a big up for him. Um, has a little bit of a chance to heal up if he is not completely ready for camp. Um, 
but then also, uh, you know, reports are that uh, Doug Peterson uh, does like James Robinson a little bit. Um, uh, so uh, I, well, Matt, I do have... A, that's such a wonderful... <laughs> you know, glowing <laughs> recommendation. I, I had a better, I had a better uh, blurb when I was looking him up on Roto world earlier this evening before, while we were compiling the news where it was like, Peterson believes that he, he still has the capability of being a three down back um, when healthy. So, um, you know, in this range where we're looking at rookie James Cook in Buffalo, uh, Michael Carter, who's behind Brees Hall with the Jets, Ramondre Stevenson could, you know, very well could supplant. Um, uh, da, 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 da. The name is Damian escaping Harris. me, Damian Harris, but like, or like Isaiah Spiller is backing up um, Austin Eckler. I I think that James Robinson is the most interesting of this group. Um, weirdly followed by Ronald Jones, who I think could um, usurp Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, yeah, James Robinson is my pick. Yeah, I like that pick there. Uh, and then right afterwards, come on. Okay, let's go. Uh, right afterwards, I had, I had put three quarterbacks, uh, there for me. Um, and my heart was fluttering, uh, as I watched Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford go off the board. And if it wasn't going to be a quarterback, it was probably going to be Zach Ertz here. Um, and Zach Ertz also, also went, went off, off the, the board. board. Um, so I could probably get away with, uh, not taking a quarterback here because the teams in between me. Uh, already have selected one of them, Tom Brady, and the other, Kyler Murray. Um, but I'm just not going to mess around because I feel like after this player, the upside falls off a cliff. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and draft Trey Lance here at the 9-10 spot. I think ninth round pick for the potential of a top five quarterback with his rushing upside um, is uh, just pretty excellent. Um, so we'll go with Trey Lance here. Um, with the team just announcing that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can look for a trade. I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Trey Lance is going to be the guy this season. Um, and then Mike Gesicki, Alan Lazard, Pat Fryermuth, and Christian Kirk off the board there. So uh, I was pretty safe, it looks like, not having to draft Trey Lance. But I didn't really want any of those players anyways, except for Alan Lazard, maybe. <laughs> um Interesting news here that I'm just seeing. It looks like Christian Watson was placed on the pup list. Uh, unclear what that injury or ailment uh, is for Christian Watson. Um, so I think the the Packers wide receivers is just shoot your shot and you know come out of the draft with one of those guys. And I think Alan Lazard, at least for now, looks like the healthy one. Uh, so good job, Team 12, with uh, your zero RB strategy. Um, <laughs> scooping up Al Lazard that, there. That very bold strategy to go with AJ Dillon and Cordero Patterson as your two running backs. Yeah, they, they're going to do great. No, no worries about that team. Um, so here I uh, am going to go with another wide receiver um, and this is going to be an early season uh, pick for me here. I'm going to go with Russell Gage um, with the mm-hmm. idea that um, 
he's not going to have as much competition. Godwin probably not going to be there, uh, even though the reports seem optimistic. The injury does not seem optimistic. So I think you're probably going to get at least three to four weeks of uh, Russell Gage as the wide receiver two in Tampa, which we've seen be incredibly productive. Um, and as my uh, you know wide receiver four here on my team, I think that that's pretty good flex value um, and a little bit of a security blanket in Russell Gage. So I'm going to go with him here. Gage off the board, then Ramondre Stevenson, Isaiah Spiller, Christian Watson, who we just talked about, and Derek Carr, and Michael Carter. So um, I am back on the clock now. And um, I think that probably, well, unless I wanted to take future Kansas City Chiefs running back Ronald Jones here, um, I'm probably mostly done with running back, I think. So with the exception of maybe one other player that I would take a like late, like almost last pick flyer. Um, I do not have a tight end. I should probably take a look at that. <laughs> yep. Um, and you gotta have one. Um, I will say that there is a player that, that like my favorite player of this group, even though he is fairly awful, <laughs> it will not, will not go off the board probably until my last pick. Um, but so I can probably wait there. Um, I think here I am going to go with, let's see. Build the suspense. Build the suspense. <laughs> Build the suspense. Read the injury report. <laughs> um, I was looking at Michael Gallup. I don't know if I I can do it. His injury was so late in the year last year. Yeah. Um, And I mean, even as the probable Cowboys number two, I don't think I can do it. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I don't think Michael Gallup is. I, I would anticipate Michael Gallup starts on the. Uh, pup list to start the season, which is going to, I think it's just four weeks this season, but uh, you know, pick him up in week three. Yeah. Um, other options here. Um, Sky Moore, rookie for the Chiefs. Um, Kadarius Tony is a massive boom bust player here. I, you know, he could be a wide receiver too, or he could be. Uh, he could like play four snaps this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm actually going to uh, reach for a player that I like this year. Um, and that is Denver wide receiver Tim Patrick. He was on my board. Um, so, uh, you know, like uh, he's my fifth wide receiver. Um, the addition of Russell Wilson certainly is uh, going to help him out. Um, I am hope I am essentially hoping that um, Tim Patrick and uh, Jerry Judy are the ones that benefit from 
Russell Wilson coming to town right. as those are players that I will probably have multiple shares in. And while I know that Elijah will have multiple shares of Cortland Sutton. Um, so off the board after Patrick, Tyler Boyd, Sky Moore, Albert O, Michael Gallup, Jameson Williams, and Alexander Madison. Um, I guess I will take my tight end, even though, again, I'm sure he would still be on the board. It is not a tight end I am anticipating being um, probably on my team the entire year, um, but I will take David Njoku. Um, essentially, I mean, the Browns don't have a lot going on for receivers. Um, for some reason, they franchise tag David Njoku. So um, I guess a player that they have plans for. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes, I guess. Yeah, I think David Njoku is a good pick. I definitely think you could have gotten him with your last pick. Um, and uh, but I think that Tim Patrick especially was a really excellent uh, selection there in the 10th. Um, you know, there's a non-zero chance that he's better than Jerry Judy. There's a zero chance that he's better than Cortland Sutton. I, I'm very confident in that. But I mean, Tim Patrick has just been a consistent player. Um, so wide receiver depth, he's going to be a spot start uh, multiple times throughout the season. Um, I was sweating a little bit here because on the sleeper, uh, ADP, the tight end that I wanted to leave the draft with was just consistently at the top of the board. But you helped me out drafting David Njoku instead of the guy I wanted. Team six helped me out by drafting a second tight end that wasn't the guy I wanted, taking Hunter Henry. Uh, and then Kadarius Tony, Valdez Scantling, and then Kirk Cousins, Team Nine, coming in clutch with a quarterback. Uh, so I am, you're going Cole Komet. I am going Cole Komet here. On you my, actually are. I wow. am on my <laughs> dynasty roster. He uh, he has just been allergic to the end zone um, because Jimmy Graham and to the ball and well, to playing no see you obviously you you don't know enough about Cole Komet if you think that's uh if you think that's the scenario here the snap percentages are fine Mm -hmm. Cole Komet especially towards the back half of the year last year really got on the field more uh the passing game you know we always kind of make fun of the well someone has to catch the ball Uh, you know sometimes no one has to catch the ball but if anyone's going to catch the ball in Chicago uh, I do think it's going to be a combination of uh, Cole Komet and Mooney uh, without much more competition there. Um, so the other tight end that I would have thought about was Irv Smith that would have come back to me. Um, but I definitely like Komet's upside more. Um, so I'm here to my last pick. Um, and I think what I'm... I wasn't expecting this so much, but I think there's some still some solid quarterback options here. I mean, Tua could be an upside quarterback um, that I could take here uh, to pair with Trey Lance. Um, I think that there are some other quarterbacks that you know could be a little safer to pair with him, like a Matt Ryan, for example. Um, but I'm not going to do that because it's a mock draft and not a real draft, and I don't like having two quarterbacks on the roster because you just... As much as you think you can, you can never trade that second quarterback when you have two good ones. Um, So I think what I'm going to do here, uh, looking down the list, I'm going to get a little bit more running back depth. 
Um, and I'm going to go with a guy that could very well be the starter for what is a terrible team. Um, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Marlon Mack here. As oh, my that's a different selection. start potential starter. That's a different potential starter for a terrible team than I thought you were going with. Oh, interesting. Um, if my computer will let me do it. There we go. Um, nah, we're good. We're good. Um, so okay. who, was the, who was the starter for the terrible team that you thought I was going with? Um, so, um, the, and the reason I say this is cause I got a sleeper alert about this just today that, and, and I mean, it's just beat reporter speculation, but, um, Tyler Algier of the Atlanta Falcons could potentially be, end up being, if not the starter, then getting a lot of, um, getting a lot of playing time. Um, and to be honest, that might be where I go here. Um, I mean, it's my last pick. We're just filling out the back end of the roster. Yeah, um, which which player is going to win you the Twitter poll of who had the better draft? <laughs> That's the real question. Um, probably like I don't know. Ironically, picking Tim Tebow or something <laughs> would be <laughs> would win me the Twitter poll. Um, I'm disappointed that you don't think that my David Joku pick would uh, automatically just win me the Twitter. No, poll. I mean I think that helps, but I don't think that you clutched it with that pick necessarily. Um, I mean, I could go KJ Osborne here. He is on the board, and as we know, he is a player that I am constantly infatuated with. Yeah, he is the, um, the fluffiest dinner roll. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go upside here with my last pick and um take a swing on Tyler Algier. Uh, you know, terrible team. Um is might not even start but is uh oh, well, unfortunately it did not let me <laughs> when I resumed the draft, it did not let me take my my Tyler Algier pick, but that's fine. You know that I took Tyler Algier. Um and um yeah i mean there's not too many players that uh in in the 12th round that could be a starting running back for their admittedly terrible team um i if rashad white speak uh, along the same lines um if rashad white would have made it back to me he would have been in consideration there as well um rookie for the tampa bay buccaneers as we talked about leonard fournette as uh in questionable shape Mm-hmm. Um, not like the official injury designation, just, uh, you know, made questionable decisions, I think this off season. And, um, so there's a, a half decent chance that Rashad white could be a league winner in the 12th. Um, so we will change, we will change this to my, uh, because the auto draft assigned me to Sean Watson. That is not where I am going. Nope. Um, that's probably so if will, you could have picked any player like any player except Deshaun Watson, <laughs> uh, you, that would have been your pick. Uh, that's, that's an unfortunate selection there. Obviously a fantastic football player and seems to be a, uh, pretty terrible, unfantastic, <laughs> unfantastic person. Yeah. Um, so 
after auto draft just decided it was assigning me Deshaun Watson, uh, Daryl Henderson, JD McKissick, and Justin Fields rounded out the draft. So, um, I'm not positive there's a way for me to change that pick now, uh, we'll now that out. the draft is uh, is done. So um, we will try to make uh, get Tyler Algier in there. Um, if not, I'll just my, drop it in paint. I'll, I'll give it a, a big X and just write his name in there for the Twitter poll. That'll be great. Cool. Um, I'm sure it would not be hard to like just Photoshop one of these different uh faceless rookies <laughs> onto his onto his selection so yeah um so yeah um finished you know just wrapping up the draft um i took justin jefferson uh jalen waddle daryl mooney uh brandon Ayuk, and tim patrick as my wide receivers um my running backs were ezekiel elliott james connor uh, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, and Tyler Algier. Uh, at tight end, I went David Njoku, and my quarterback was Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and over here on my team, uh, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Rashad Penny, and Marlon Mack at the running back. Probably a little bit thin there. Um, lots of players, but lots of questions too. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods, and Russell Gage at the wide receiver slot with Trey Lance as my quarterback and Cole Komet at tight end. Definitely an upside team for me. Uh, not the safest squad that I've ever drafted, um, but tons of players that have the opp- opportunity to be top 10 at their position. Uh, so I like how it's settled. Yeah, and I think there are a bunch of potential breakouts and values on my team as well. Absolutely. We definitely have the um, best two teams in this mock draft without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone in depth onto the other ones, but I mean, I want to, I mean, team 12's running backs are AJ (laughs) Dillon, Cordero Patterson and Naheem Hines. So, uh, you know, that's uh, (laughs) a questionable decisions were made. Yeah. Um, Team two's running backs, at least they got Derrick Henry, but then J.K. Dobbins, Tony Pollard, J.D. McKissick, which, again, questionable decisions were made. Yeah. I mean, even team one, who even knows how Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and Melvin Gordon go. Anyways, um, that is our show for this uh, for this week. Um, the next time you will hear us, I think, is the week of August nineteenth, mm-hmm. uh, when we have our best friend, our best fantasy friends episode. Um, and then following that, I think we're pretty much weekly through the rest of the season. So um, we hopefully will have uh, mega mock drafts coming up, um, and you know, uh, our yeah, now annual um, live League of Record draft mm-hmm. commentary. Um, and yeah, then September 8th is the first game of the season. So uh, we are going to be very much getting into the swing of things. So um, that's all for this time. Um, 
Uh, my name is Nick Luciano, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nick G. Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. You can follow me on Twitter at Elijah Motika. Uh, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at uh, 35ML. I'm just going to at 25YLFF and uh, rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you 25 yards later. Thank you for listening to 25 Yards Later, Sports Obsesses Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. Audio editing by Mitch Proctor and music by Elijah Motika.